Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. I heard a study once that in general, as you get older, you actually get happier and have more satisfaction in life. In our culture, I hear a lot of talk about, oh, I'm so old, my kids are growing so fast. The focus seems to be about being young, young this and that in our society. But that's not even true according to that study. Now true, that's just one study. Maybe somebody could rig a study to show other results. But the people that I know that seem to have the most satisfaction in life are older believers who have found peace, satisfaction, and depth in their relationship with Jesus. They might not even put those words to it, but they have discovered how to commune deeply with God and minister to Him. They stop running the race of the world, climbing that corporate ladder, or more often, the social media stats, and instead, they run the race that was set before them. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Specifically, the race the Lord has set before them. And it looks like minister to the Lord first and foremost. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So what if the first thing you did every day was minister to the Lord? Let's talk about the definition of minister for a moment. The definition of minister is attend to the needs of someone. When I looked at the definition, it had someone in parentheses. At first I thought, why is that in parentheses? Then I realized, because when you attend to the needs of something, it's not called ministering. It's just called caring or maintaining something. However, I was reminded, I was watching a show recently, and there were these people who had a tree in their backyard, and they would actually go out to that tree and they would talk to it and ask it questions, and I guess they would call that ministering, (laughs) but I was like, I don't know, that's not right. Strange. Anyway. But what would that day look like if the first thing we did every day was minister to the Lord? When I first heard the idea or the concept of ministering to the Lord, I originally thought, how could I minister to the Lord? He doesn't need that. But the Lord showed me, well, of course he doesn't need that, but he wants it. He doesn't have needs like we do, but he does have wants. He definitely wants that. It's his desire to connect with people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He loved the world. He wants so badly to connect with every single person in the world that he gave his only son so that each one of us could minister to him in deep intimacy. If you're a parent, have you ever gotten a gift from like your three-year-old kid? Something silly. They probably pulled it out of their toy chest, right? And you probably paid for that thing originally, but they took the time to take it and maybe wrap it. So that gift was so special to you because of who it came from. And it shows your kid is thinking of you and loves you. Your 18 year old probably isn't taking the time to pick out something of theirs that again, I'm sure you paid for, let alone wrap it and give it to you. Our son is kind of a different gift giver. He doesn't like go on Amazon and have something shipped to you like most people would. He finds unique gifts that are specific to the person he's giving a gift to. 
One time, he gave my husband a little old-fashioned jug that said, Little Brown Jug, on it. It doesn't really correlate with, like, my husband's usual likes and tastes, but he still has that Little Brown Jug. And it's special because, for some reason, our son thought of him when he saw it. Think about this for a minute in relation to God as a father. Just that idea that you saw something on the earth and thought of God would be so valuable to him. I feel like that brings him glory, like a sunset or a mountain. Those things bring him glory. You giving him your thoughts in those moments, that actually ministers to the Lord. He values that. Another time, my son picked up a beanie baby bear that had um, a Dallas Cowboy star on its belly. You know, that's a really interesting gift (laughs) to give a 50-year-old man But given by a 20-something-year-old son, it's important. It shows that my son was thinking of his dad and remembering his favorite football team. It's really cute if you think about it. I feel like God is that way with us. We give him a part of our day, some of our attention, our time. After all, he gave us our day, our time, and the ability to pay attention to something, right? He loves that when we are not just willing but intentionally choosing to give this to him. In Exodus 35, they were getting prepared to build the tabernacle. And here's what the word says. The whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of the meeting, for all its service, and for the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. These people were, first of all, willing. They had left their hearts open to be moved by the Lord. God so wants to partner with us, but he wants our will. He wants us to choose to minister to him. Ephesians 1, 4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love. He chose us. So let's choose him. He wants our will. It's a part of ministering to the Lord. I just recently heard a story from a dad who was talking about disciplining his kids. I almost said discipling instead of disciplining, but really disciplining is a part of discipling. But anyway, he was talking about disciplining his kids and they have chosen to spank when appropriate. Now, people have different views on that. We're not going to debate that today. But for this story, he was saying his kids knew if they were getting a spanking, they had to come to him. He wasn't going to chase them around and force them to come to him. His point being, they needed to submit to a loving father, and he called it, give him their butt. (laughs) You know, not in a weird way, but you get the point. Like, get over here, give me your butt, and we're going to take care of this and move on. So... We need to, out of our free will, go to the Father and sometimes receive not a punishment, but discipline, not to be forced to come to him and work it out, but to go out of our choice. And that's really a good example of using our will, even when it's tough to choose God over other things. And anyway, if you're going to give your butt to anyone, God would be my first choice, right? (laughs) He's pretty safe. So that kind of veered off into a talk about free will, but ministry to the Lord has to be done out of that free will, not out of obligation, but instead out of an offering of love. Jesus is not into religion and I have to kind of attitude, but instead relationship and I want to kind of attitude or I get to kind of attitude. 
There were two trees in the garden, not by accident. Two choices. He wants us to choose him. Let's just talk about the word anointed for a minute. One of the definitions of anointed is to smear or rub oil. So we anoint with oil for healing and other things. And I think of anointing as being chosen. An example would be like someone was anointed as king, to be chosen as king. And after all, he, Jesus, is the anointed one. He wants your choice. He wants to be your first choice over Instagram, over your phone, or your everything. He wants that center of it all position in your life. You probably know that song, Jesus at the center of it all. We sing it, but do we mean it? But he's not willing to take it. He wants you to want him there. Think about arranged marriages for a minute. Nobody wants that. You want to choose your spouse. For some of you, he's waiting for a proposal. He's made himself available, but you can't make someone marry you and you wouldn't want to. Now that could mean taking that first step to get saved and make the choice for the first time to follow Jesus. But for some, it's Jesus waiting for you to choose to minister to him, to give him your first, your best. Now I realize for some of you, especially if you have little kids, Sometimes your best looks like the end of the day, the last 10 minutes you have left before you like pass out of exhaustion. But if you offer that 10 minutes up to minister to the Lord, he'll make it seem like an hour. But we do need to offer the best we can offer. Those first fruits. He is worth far more than our hand-me-downs or your leftovers. He is worthy of it all. That's another song that we sing too. Is he worthy of your best? And what does that even look like? You know, I feel like just like our son's sort of quirky gifts, but meaningful because they came from the heart, I suspect that ministering to the Lord looks different for everyone. Every person has their own unique ways of ministering to him. But hey, let's start by asking him. So close your eyes and we're going to ask the Lord that question. Lord, how can I minister to you? Lord, how can I minister to you? I purposely left this activation for the end of the podcast so you can roll right into ministering to the Lord. So I bless your time with him. Join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed.